Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1379. Distractions are unacceptable. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Renton, Washington, just a little north of me here in the great state of Washington, Debbie Briscoe. Hey, Debbie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am completely ready. All right. Uh, This lady's always ready for a fast ride, and I'm going to tell you why in just a second. Debbie Briscoe is a wife, a mother, a former teacher, and vintage race car driver. She spent 25 years teaching and mentoring children, parents, and fellow teachers. Then one day, while enjoying time at the racetrack, she decided to get a racing license. She quickly became a favorite in the annual Proformance Ladies Track Day at Pacific Raceways, where they called her Speed Racer. She attended the Bondurant Racing School and started racing at tracks including Pacific Raceways, Portland, Spokane, Road America, Indianapolis, and Daytona. In her second season, she added tracks including Sonoma and Laguna Seca. She races with her husband and sons and has been interviewed by past Cars yeah guest Bob Varsha on Motor Trend. And today she has friends who include people like Brian Redman, Lynn St. James, Karen Savaggio, all happen to be past guests here on Cars yeah, and a whole lot of other very famous race car drivers. So Debbie, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Before I jump into the questions, could you share a little bit more about this passion you have for racing automobiles? Well, sure. It, I have to say that I was a little dumbfounded when you came looking for me in the paddock at Laguna Seca about a month ago, <laughs> because I thought, why me? You know, I've, I've listened to your guests, and I was wondering, you know, what did I have to offer your listeners? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, my life isn't one filled with amazing knowledge of the industry or uh, life that centers around automobiles. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and I'm just enjoying doing what my life is offering me right now. I guess maybe I give your listeners a different perspective than your past guests. It's fun. It's been fun. It's It's been a blast. Uh, but I have to say, one of the best things about racing is when I go to get into my car or when I get out of my car and I hear someone say, hey, it's a chick. <laughs> <laughs> it is, <laughs> that, that always you know, gets me. 
<laughs> of course. Well, you know, I'll tell you something, and a shout out to Tony Garmy, mutual friend, and he was a trackside support for you and your family. Uh, Tony, now, Tony, if you're listening, Tony, it's your turn. Be on cars. Yeah. I'm, Debbie, Debbie's I'm here now. To get him there. Yep. Yeah. Where are you, buddy? <laughs> anyway, that's the pressure we're going to add to Tony. I've been inviting him for five years now. But, uh, you know, the reason I wanted to have you on here, Debbie, number one is you're a, you're just a powerhouse of happiness and joy. Um, <laughs> it, it, you really are. I mean, just super, super smiles and enthusiasm. And I have great respect for you because you were a teacher for decades. My, my sister was a teacher, a special ed teacher for over 30 years. And teachers are really, really important and especially great teachers because we've all had great teachers in our lives. Maybe we've had a few that aren't so great and you realize how important those good ones are. But I wanted you to be here for uh, one big reason. That is, it's never too late to chase your passion, whatever it may be. In the case here at Cars, yeah, it's automotive. Uh, and the fact that you decided to go racing a little later in life, I think is absolutely fantastic. I've had some other guests that have done that. The, the main one that comes to mind is Renee Brinkerhoff, who uh, at the uh, mid-50s, I believe, she was folding laundry and said, you know, I think I want to go racing. And now she's been racing around the world on every continent. I mean, she did it big time and you're doing it big time too. So we're going to learn a lot more about you. No doubt you're going to enthuse and inspire a few people here today. But first, as we continue on this journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah, Debbie, I know you love to drive and race, so take the wheel. This is kind of a hard, hard one for me to pick one. So I, I actually have a couple. Um, the main one is in the front of my binder. I have a binder that goes with me and it's in my backpack, goes to every track I go to. And the front cover of it, I have a quote from an amazing lady who you just spoke about. Uh, in her book, An Incredible Journey, Lynn St. James wrote, and I quote, when I strap myself into the car, it's as if I'm becoming one with the car and stepping into my final layer of clothing. I actually feel like I'm wearing the car. Instead of my body being the border of my power, the car now becomes an extension of me. Distractions are unacceptable. And that last part is really important. When you get into a car, I basically tune out everything. And then Tony Garmi, you also talked talked about earlier. Uh, he once told me, you sit in the car, not on the car. And so that that comment got me into the habit of really cinching down my strap and really melting into the seat. Both of those really describe me when I when I put my head and heart into something. I I just don't go into it lightly if I'm really mm -hmm. passionate about. I jump in with both feet and ask, "What's next?" So I love I love and then, this. <laughs> and then I believe you've had Jesse Combs, who yes, recently uh, passed away. Just, yes, horrible. Yeah, horrible, and it, it really hit me. But her comment when people would, you know, she would say, people say I'm crazy and I say thank you. I, I live by that. And if we don't allow ourselves to be crazy and do crazy stuff, then you know, what's the point of living? I, I always yeah. say I want to go to my grave sliding sideways with my spurs on yelling yeehaw. <laughs> well, there's that That's spirit I that, I, that I talked <laughs> about earlier. Yeah. You mentioned some incredible people here. Obviously, Tony, I've known Tony forever when I started vintage racing out there, Pacific Raceways. He was a guy that always helped me along, offered me great advice. He was so good in a car, still is, but just I always admired him going, man, that guy can go fast. And of course, Lynn St. James, uh, true icon in the automotive racing world and a friend of mine now and someone who's helped find many great people that have been on the guest. So a shout out to Lynn. And of course, 
Jesse, just that one, uh, I've lost seven guests now here on Cars Yeah since I've been doing this. And that one hit really hard. They all hit hard, but that one because of her age, her spirit. And I had just met her not too long before. I'd had her on the show, but I'd met her in Costa Mesa and got to interview her live. Her spirit, it transferred through that smile and her attitude and what you just said about her quotes. She's a definite uh, inspiration to everybody and will continue to be, uh, even in her passing for a long, long time. So uh, uh, condolences to all her friends and and family and fans, uh, a horrible loss. But uh, I love those quotes. I think they're great. And I think you're right. Uh, One of the things I noticed when I started vintage racing was how focused you have to be. And I remember one time going through, I think it was turn three uh, down there at Pacific Raceways. And I was focusing on a pebble that was in the road. And every time I'd come around that turn, that pebble would be in the same place every time. And after that race, I was thinking, man, you've got to be so focused that I was noticing this pebble. And I think it was the last two laps, the pebble was gone. And I kind of smiled like, okay, somebody hit the pebble. Somebody went a little <laughs> too far took the wrong over. Line. <laughs> yeah, took a wrong line. I'm not going to do that. But uh, that's the great thing about racing. It's the same with riding motorcycles. You've got to be so focused. And uh, you wish everybody on the, the public highways was that focused, but you people uh, yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Well, for people, sure. people ask me if I'm if I'm nervous having my son and my husband on the track racing, and I'm like, no, I'm not, not at all. I I was more worried having my son drive from here to Texas when they moved than watching him, you know, doing over 140 miles an hour down the front straight at Pacific Raceways. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. That that yeah. makes me just proud. Yeah, there, and it should so. be. It should be. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, very, very cool. Well, I would love for you to share a story that instigated this passion you have for racing now and cars. Maybe this is something that's been with you forever. Maybe it's something that came along a little later in life. But tell us about that pivotal moment when you knew you were a car girl. I don't know if I really, truly was a car girl growing up because I didn't have a car. I, I just, I just would borrow my parents' cars. But I guess growing up uh, where I lived, I, I grew up on horses. So I guess my horsepower started about age five. My <laughs> Your horsepower, horsepower. Love. love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was the one that was always put on the horses and weren't that easy to ride because I think probably because I figured that I was lightest and I would bounce better than most of the other people <laughs> if I ever got unloaded. Oh, God. But uh, <laughs> when, you know, when we, yeah, <laughs> it happened often. When my husband and I first started dating in high school, I always wanted to borrow a car to go see him. And I secretly always wanted to drive our old yellow Chevy truck. Mm -hmm. But it was usually the Citation or the Malibu that we had to hold the the liner up with one hand and steer with the other. (laughs) Or it was was the Oldsmobile. And of course, my husband, he drove a 68 Pontiac GTO, which we still have. And wow, it seemed to, cool. yeah, it, we actually gave it to our son as, uh, as his graduation present. So nice. until he, until he gets a spot for it, it's still in our garage. There you go. But, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> his car, his car was more fun to drive, but ours were more reliable. I think when I finally realized that horses were not fast enough and maybe I wanted to drive something else was when I, I stole, actually I borrowed my brother's Volkswagen rabbit. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I stole it to go see my husband. And it, it had way more pep than anything I'd driven. It was a stick shift. It had grip. You know, and it liked to slide around the gravel roads. But uh, <laughs> that was that was when I realized that that was fun. 
but uh, yeah, you know, yeah. my, my husband and I would go out to the races when we moved here to Seattle, down to the racetrack, just to watch, just for something to do. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, let's let's go and get our, our get, go and take a class or two. And then ultimately it was, and I know exactly what day it was, it was July 4th, 2014, and it was at the 26th Annual Pacific Northwest Historic Pacific oh, Raceways. Yeah. Yeah. That was the final aha moment. Uh, we were sitting in the stands and we just kind of looked at each other and said, you know, if they can have fun doing that, why can't we? Yeah. So let's two, go weeks, racing. two weeks later, <laughs> yeah, two weeks later, we were in Twain Heart, California looking at a race car and now we're making memories as a family. So uh, nothing better than that. Nothing better than that. But, but I'm going to check some here, Debbie. Are you, are you my sister? Because in high school, my sister borrowed, <laughs> stole my Carmagia one day. And uh, I had a motorcycle, too. I used to ride to school. And I remember I always parked my car in one special spot. I, I was the only kid in high school that covered my car every day. And a friend said, hey, Mark, how come your car is parked somewhere else and it's not covered? And I said, because it's at home in the garage. He's like, no, it's not. It's down in the lower lot. And I'm like, what? And I went down there. I'm like, okay, Lisa. And yeah, I can joke yeah. with her now because I'm so proud of my sister and what she's done as a career. And she just got... I just found out she got her her uh, special license today to be a health coach for people. She's continuing in her so-called retirement to be a, a life coach and a health coach for people to get them to be healthy. Oh, congratulations uh, so shout, to her. Shout out to Lisa. But uh, we played a little trick on her. I had a spare key, so we moved that car, parked it in a friend's garage, and I waited until the end of the day. And she had to come back and fess up and go, someone stole your car. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she's ever forgiven me for that, but it was a fun, fun little uh, game we played. Well, let's take a look at some of these roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced. Now, this could be in your racing, could be in your life. It could be anything you want to share. But most importantly, it's how you dealt with that challenge. And even more importantly than that, what did it teach you? So here you go. All right. Um, because I like to go into things wholeheartedly, I think I find it difficult when people tell me to step back or take a breath, think about it, or my all-time favorite, you shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> that work for Debbie. Me. Yeah, don't it say that to for Debbie. Me. I'm, like, no. I'm like, here, you know, hold my drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess believing in something strongly that you can't imagine life without it, it's an amazing thing, but it's also horrifying at the same time. And so, you know, during the last 10 or 12 years of teaching, I was a PE specialist. I I wasn't a PE teacher. I looked at it as truly I was a specialist in my field. You know, I did more than other PE teachers. I, you know, taught the normal skills and games that we have to, but I also taught them about nutrition, body composition, body systems, games and activities from other parts of the world. So if they ever found themselves in another country, they would be able to play some of the games that maybe were that were custom for that culture. But, but when the, you know, and also I love teaching jacks and marbles. I don't think, you know, of another teacher would teach that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to think the last time I played that was probably in the sixties. So, uh, yeah. I had kids that would come and check out my little bags of marbles for recess. How cool Because is that? they, they wanted to play marbles, but they couldn't yeah. bring their marbles in a bag because, you know, in today's society, that would be a weapon. Uh, oh, <laughs> but, yeah. Don't get me started. But yeah. But, when, but when the states got involved in mandating that everyone teach the same thing and have assessments on everything, I think teaching lost its fascination for me. And 
it was just present the information, practice, test, and then just move on to the next topic or another assessment of some sort. And I think when I when I would push back and question the, you know, quote, higher ups, it never ended in good results. So my health went downhill. I lost enthusiasm. And uh, I've now been retired for three years and I've been enjoying life more. And jokingly, I now tell people that I taught for 25 years, but then I started living life. Yeah, you know, gosh, it's we're, we're straying off cars here, but I'm glad you brought this up because this is a topic that I think a lot of people could talk about for hours. And I've experienced this with many people in my family who are, are teachers, lifelong teachers, and how bureaucracy and these so-called higher-ups get involved and have really messed up a lot of things. And, and I've talked with other guests about things, simple things like home economics went away, shop class went oh, away. Shop. Uh, music went away. Art went away. I mean, all these things, I don't understand it. And we could talk for hours and maybe there's, there's reasons for it, but straight from the horse's mouth, not to call you a horse, Debbie, but straight <laughs> from the okay. horse's mouth. With my- <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, your horsepower. There you go. Uh, yeah. you know, this is, this is what those kind of things do. They destroy, they tear down and they wipe out enthusiasm. And it's really sad. And uh, that's why I think in today's world, Parenting is even more important, but it seems to be somewhat lacking uh, in many ways as well. So uh, we could talk about that for hours, but you know, the time you put in, thank you. I'm sure there are hundreds, if not a thousand plus parents that thank you for what you did for their kids. And I love the spirit and just the simple game of jacks and marbles. And, you know, it's yeah. just, I mean, yeah. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from teaching and it molded me to be who I am and I wouldn't trade any of it because without going through all that, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And I, yep. I kid you not, I am loving my life right now. Wonderful. I, I love it. I'm alive in a, in a race car. There you go. Having fun, sh- chasing her passion around the track. Well, let's have some more fun here and talk about your first really special vehicle in your life and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Not the one you stole from your brother, though. Yeah, no, that one wasn't very much. That wasn't a favorite. That was my brother's favorite, <laughs> yeah, not mine. Of course, it, it was just it was just fun to steal. So, um, you and well, Lisa. Earlier, yeah, <laughs> I think we might be soul sisters. Maybe so. I kind of <laughs> think so. Yeah, you, you sound a lot like her. A lot of spirit. Yeah. Earlier, I I mentioned that we went to Twain Heart, California, and most people won't know what and where Twain Heart is, but. It is the most amazing place, partly because that's where Paul Reinhardt lives. And it was Paul Reinhardt's 57 Corvette that we went down to look at in 2014. And, you know, the purple and orange one with the funny roll bar bracket behind the driver's seat. And I'm, I'm sure if there are Corvette drivers or anybody that knows Corvettes will know exactly which car I'm talking about. People would ask Paul what the little thing behind the driver's seat was for, and he would look at them with a stone-cold face and say, well, that's my GPS in case I get lost on the track. He, he is, he's a gem. I, I adore that man. He and uh, Kent Walton, who is his mechanic, they drove it up to, they hauled it up to Seattle that September, and uh, we always told him that if he ever wanted to drive it again, that it was all his. So the following year, he came up to the same historic races that we had decided that we were going to do this racing thing at. 
and he took her out to stretch her legs and he loved it. Uh, he then went to, uh, he came to Sonoma. He goes to all the tracks when we're in California. He'll just show up just to say hi. doesn't matter if it's two hours or a five-hour drive. He shows up just to say hi, even if we don't have his car. That car was really special to him. And when he came down to Sonoma to drive it this last year, uh, he he couldn't. There were some things that just were not in line for him. So our son ended up driving it. And Paul sat up in the stands, and it was quite emotional for him. Um, you see, it was the very first time he had ever he had ever heard his car, other than being in the seat. Other than him, I was the only other one that had ever driven his car, and I had he'd never seen me drive it. So he was watching my son, a very young man with a passion for driving, like he had. Uh, just dancing his car around the corners and the hills of Sears Point. And so that is my favorite special car. Yeah. Without a doubt. What an awesome story. Yeah. Paul Reinhardt, yeah, he started racing Corvettes in Northern California in the late 50s. Yep. And uh, as, as quickly as 1962, he was crowned Pacific Coast B production champion. Um, yep. uh, incredible history with that car and with that gentleman. And I love the fact that he's come back to, to visit. Uh, which is pretty cool. Do you have a seller's remorse story in your life? A car you let go that you wish you still had? Not, not yet. Not yet. Knock on wood. <laughs> well, good for you. Lucky uh, yeah. you. There was a point last year where there was talk of selling my 72 Alpha GTB as well as my baby. I have a 72 Pontiac GTO 455 and uh, I fought it tooth and nail. And as of today, I still have both. But a friend of mine, very good friend of mine, uh, said she lives in Georgia, and she told me that you can't sell a car if it has a name and it's become part of your family. So ever since, all of my cars have names. You know, I should have learned that trick. Yeah, I've never (laughs) named any of my cars, and I guess I should have. Otherwise, maybe I still have some of the ones I wish that I still had. That's a good trick. I do have a name for my current car. My collector car, which is an old Porsche, I named, affectionately call her my orange crush because she's orange and I have a crush on her. So uh, maybe this was a keeper. Uh, I've had her for 10 years now. So uh, yeah, definitely. Well, I would love for you. Yeah, I would love for you to share what has you excited and fired up about racing right now. And maybe some words of inspiration for someone out there that's been thinking about doing this, but just hasn't quite pulled the trigger on why you, your family decided to go racing and what it's done for you. I know it's brought you all together in a really special way. Yeah, it's kind of a hard thing to answer because I'm I'm really truly not involved in one thing per se. I'm kind of watching, uh, you know, shift up with Karen Salvaggio and, you know, that group of women. I'm following the the organization that Lynn St. James is involved in and Barbie Barone, who's a, another good friend of ours. So I'm, I'm really not involved. You know, I haven't jumped in with both feet into anything cars yet. We're in a very interesting place in our lives. Our, our son, like I said, he, he drove to, to Texas, which worried me more than anything else, but he drove to Texas and that's where he's living. So, you know, they're getting, he and his uh, fiance, Maddie, are getting married this next summer and grandbabies, grandbabies, hopefully (laughs) lots of grandbabies. There you go. Yeah. That'll put a change on things. Yeah. And so I figure with the three of us, 
racing, you know, their kids better be involved in cars and they better be ready to be, <laughs> you know, strapped in. I think, I think the other thing that I'm, that I'm really, really excited about is when I left teaching, I wanted to uh, get involved in CPR and first aid. Years ago, I had a, a lady come in. She was a medical nurse and she taught our fifth graders CPR and first aid, just the basics. We couldn't certify them or anything, but we just wanted them to know enough. And as it turned out, about two months after our unit was done, per se, uh, one of my students knew enough to save his grandmother, who was having a medical emergency. And that, I think, really, really made made me realize how important it is. You know, my mother saved people from, you know, using the Heimlich, doing CPR. And so I think that's what I really want to do. I want to get into that aspect. And, you know, I watch the people at the tracks, the safety people, and I think what a powerful job they have. So I think that's where I want to go in, in my next in my next chapter of my Your life. Next chapter. You know, I love this. Yeah. Have you have you investigated also Athena Racing, uh, Lockley Brown's group, where they're helping young yes. women? Yeah. That's yes. another yes. Another group you might want to look into. Uh, Lockley was a guest of, on my show, as have uh, yeah. several other people from that organization. So uh, I recently yeah. listened to that podcast. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we can certainly put you in touch with her if you want to learn more. It's a great group. Uh, listeners can go back and listen to my talk with Loxley Brown, the only Loxley that's been on the show. So she's easy to find <laughs> on the Car Show yep. website. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Debbie, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new ADS-2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car, or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride. And when you're ready to check out, enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how. 
at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, we are back, Debbie, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I'm going to get into that skull of yours a little bit here and ask you this question. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, could be a streetcar, race car, not sure what it would be, but you were actually manifested as a vehicle, what would you be and why? My family. I know is that's kill a silly one. This. <laughs> They're going to kill me, but it's it's easy. It's easy for me. I would be a Prius with a radar detector. What? Okay, yes, you, you got to explain. With, you got to explain this one a little bit. Okay, I I actually drove a Prius, and for Christmas, my husband gave me a radar detector, which was probably one of the best presents I could ever have. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> sorry to my friends that are cops, just don't follow me. Yeah. Um, but but I was. A Prius with a radar detector is it's unassuming, it's sneaky, it's cautious, uh, risk taker, responsible, you know, because yeah. it's a Prius, and yeah. reliable because it's a Prius. And there's there's two types of Prius drivers. There are those that will get the best gas mileage ever, and then yeah. those will get pretty good gas mileage, but will be there before you and will have all the drinks ordered. And I'm pretty go. sure you know which one I am. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think so. Now, that's a very so, yeah. interesting and unique answer to the question, yeah. for sure. I like it, I though. You, I like it. I'm not your normal guest. I told you that. You are a unique lady, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give that list that that Prius some quick blips, if you can blip, blip a throttle <laughs> on a Prius. You won't hear anything, but uh, at any no. rate, here we go. What's the best racing or automotive advice you've ever received? Oh, easy. Listen to car. She will tell you what she needs and that you need to listen with your whole body, head yeah. to toe. Yeah, wear that car. If you could share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years, what would it be? Uh, that's another easy one. Ask questions, go with your gut, believe in yourself, and never regret anything that made you smile. Uh, sounds like great words from a teacher to me. How about <laughs> a resource? Is there one you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, I'm sure everybody knows who he is, but Ross Bentley, anything yeah. and everything about Ross Bentley, all his books, his speed secrets, his podcasts. But on the other side, for levity, you might want to check out B.S. Levy's Potside Companion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know of that as well. I'll tell you two great things here. Both these gentlemen have been guests on my show. Ross just lives north of me a little bit here on the peninsula which is pretty cool. His Speed Secrets is one of the first books I read when I started vintage racing. It was a gift from a friend. Uh, Ross uh, has started a podcast, which is very worth listening to. He does a weekly blog, which is great. If you love driving and learning about how to drive better, Ross Bentley is the guy to go to. You can find uh, links to him on the Cars yeah website on his page. And B.S. Levy, uh, Bert. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned that book because a lot of people know him for his last open road series of books, and he just released a very, very cool audio, 50 style audio book of the last open road. And I'm oh. one of the voices in the book, which is kind of cool. Oh. I have a little bit part, little, little bit part, but I was very honored we'll to be a to part of that. Book. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, check that out. You can find everything on his show notes pages and links to his pages where you can get his books, but the pot side companion is a hilarious <laughs> book. That is uh, has a place in everybody's restroom. Let's put it that way. Uh, uh, yep. Something to view while you're taking some time in there. Uh, Potside Companion. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's uh, if you know Bert, you'll get a laugh out of that book. 
How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would it be? Uh, Dr. Stephen Olvey. Uh, yeah, the, I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah. The grid people, the turn workers, the safety crew, they're our angels at the racetrack. And without them, who, who knows if car racing would even survive. So uh, the things that he saw and the things that he was involved in have been, you know, they're have been horrific as well as truly amazing. And, you know, to think that he had a big part in creating a group of people who cared about the well-being of the drivers and their families. That's the most important part. It's the families. That's, I think that's who I would, that's who I would want to actually sit down and have a, have a conversation with and have a drink or two with. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Stephen Olvey was a guest here on Cars. Yeah. And we talked about his book, Rapid Response. And just recently, um, at the time we're recording this, a week ago, I had Michael Miles, who actually made a film documentary about Stephen and yeah. his other physician he worked with and the, the whole story. Uh, that's coming out in theaters here in September. So you can see it in September major motion. 6th, I believe. Sick. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. So I know this, uh, <laughs> a this show's, <laughs> this show's gonna, yeah, exactly. This show comes up a week after that, but I would encourage you to go see that. I got to get a preview of that before I interviewed him. Uh, fascinating read. And what's amazing to me is just how little help there was on the track for people back in the day. I mean, even going back to the seventies and eighties, it was just not a lot of stuff there to help. And it's people like Steven and others who, really change things so that when you see some of these uh, horrific accidents these days, and the most part, uh, people are able to walk away. Sadly, of course, we just lost an F2 driver last weekend uh, who uh, was lost at Spa, but uh, that's pretty rare these days compared to back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even the 80s when there was people, we were losing people and injuries were horrific. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned him, Dr. Stephen Olvey. And I have to say, you know, to this day, at any racetrack I'm on, I never go by a flag station without waving on the out lap or on the cool down lap. I go out of my way to find the grid people to thank them for being, you know, my last set of safety guys before I head out on the track. And if possible, I try to track down all the safety crew and thank them for putting their lives on the line so we can do what we love. Um, yeah. All yeah, the while hoping we incredible. won't ever have to yep. see them unless it's a quick tow. Yep. But yeah, I just, they're, and I, I say it wholeheartedly, they are our angels on the track. Yeah, and they are incredible people. Never take um, them for granted. No, and um, almost all of them are donating time, uh, you know, if not all, are donating their time to do this and be there for us. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, they are angels for sure. How about a book? Uh, would it be Dr. Stephen Olvey's Rapid Response or is there another book? Definitely. It is Rapid Response, my inspired story of motor racing lifesaver. It is I've cried, I've laughed, I've just sat and reread sections just out of sheer disbelief as to what what they went through. And, you know, some of the people that are in it, like the stories, like Angela Savage, Sweet Savage was oh, talked about in uh, there. And so I had to send Angela a quick message. Hey, I just read about your dad, Dave McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. His, yeah. His, Rich, his son, is a really good friend of ours. And so. Oh, Rich is great. He's been on the show here, too. He's a hoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a terminal smile is what I call him. Uh, of course, oh, he's part yeah, of yeah. Uh, that that great group at uh, Superformance, um, Lance Standard, who was actually a guest on my first TV show. And Rich was a guest as well, uh, which is pretty cool. So uh, they are great people. We may or may not have a car that he has been involved in heading oh. our way. Okay. May well, okay. or may not. 
Okay, well, you let me know when that happens. Maybe or maybe not. All right, we are up we are up to the checkered flag here, Debbie, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car, vintage race car in the world today. Doesn't matter who owns it or where it is. I'm going to park it in your garage, but there are some rules that may make this game a little bit of a challenge. It's the only collector vintage race car you can have. You have to drive it. No garage queens, but I don't think that's going to be a problem for someone like you. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other race cars with. That little trick is off the table. You've got to keep it and enjoy it. So what can I buy you? Okay. Well, it, obviously it's not going to be a Prius. Um, well, darn. <laughs> I thought darn. you were going to be an affordable date today, but I guess not. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I am not a cheap date. Okay. Um, well, I didn't call you cheap. So, <laughs> affordable. I, I use my words wisely affordable. there. Yes. <laughs> um, well, since you're buying it, because yeah. I already have the one car that I want, and that's, okay. that's Paul Reinhardt's 60, you know, 57 yeah. Corvette. Yeah. But I think it would have to be his Paul Reinhardt 63 Corvette Stingray Z06. He sold it to Susan Armstrong and love her and truly miss Tom. But he sold it to Susan, who continued running it for years until she recently sold it uh, to its current owner. But if you could make it happen, I would love to have that car in (laughs) my possession. I'll bet. Yeah, I know that car very, very well. I was always amazed when I'd see Susan climb into that car. Anyone who knows Susan um, and her late husband, Tom, I mean, these incredible people. I met them when I first moved up here 25 years ago. And Tom was the guy that taught me that, you know what, because I told him, I said, I don't know if I can be a race car driver because I'm such a clean car freak. And, you know, most of these racers don't worry about that. And he goes, Mark, I'm a clean car freak too. You can you yes. can be a cl- clean car <laughs> freak race car driver. And so he gave me the confidence, and he certainly was. But that Corvette, when I'd see Susan climb into that car, and she is so petite. I mean, they had to build special – Louie at, at J&L had to build special pedals so that they reach her legs because she's a tiny little yep. lady. Um, but, boy, yep. she was a formidable competitor when she got on the oh, track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I say she sits right on my shoulder when I get in my car and I, and I go past the start-finish, that green flag – I hear her in my ear, you know, saying, have fun, you know, do what you love, you know, all those things that she had told me when, you know, when we sat and we talked and I just hands down, that's the car that I would love to have. Well, there you go. I'll chase that down for you. And I'm glad you mentioned, I need to give her a call and see how she's doing. Haven't talked to her in a while, but, uh, You've taken us on an awesome ride around the track today, Debbie. I knew this would be fun. I hope it's been fun for you. I really enjoyed learning more about you. And I want to thank you for sharing your incredible journey. It's just getting going. Did you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the racetrack in that 63 Corvette Stingray Z06? All right. I obviously, please and thank you go a long ways. Use them often and don't ever forget to smile even if you get bugs in your teeth. <laughs> there you go. Keep the visor down. And what's yep. the best way for people to follow along with what you're doing these days? Do you have a social media presence? I just, I'm just on Facebook. Uh, uh-huh. Occasionally I'm on Instagram. But honestly, you know, if you're ever at, a, at the racetrack, you know, or, or if you want to look at a race, see if I'm there. And if I'm there, stop by, say hi. You know, I might put you in a car and, and let you <laughs> sit in it and pretend. I won't let you yep. start it. But yeah, just, I'm, I'm very unassuming. I just, I'm just there making memories. And if you happen to see me, you happen to see me. Well, I tell you what, 
listeners, uh, take opportunities like that, especially at vintage races, to go up and meet people who are driving because you never know. They might end up on your podcast, just like Debbie did today <laughs> here at Cars. Yeah. Again, a shout out to Tony for kind of pushing her my way. I had such a wonderful time talking to you, Debbie, at Laguna Seca during the historic races. That was a fantastic day. Even better that I got to meet you and your family and the team there. Listeners, again, you can find everything out that Debbie has shared here today on our Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Debbie Briscoe, B-R-I-S-C-O-E, and that page will pop right up. Debbie, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you not only down the road, but at the track. All right. Thank you. And enjoy life every day it's given to you. Absolutely. Every day is a blessing. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me? on the Cars Yeah! TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah! podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!